So not too long ago, I held this workshop at WPPI where I gave my top 30 creative strategies to get photography clients as fast as possible without paid ads. And it killed it. It sold out. It was incredible. I've been sitting on it for a little while and I've decided to bring it back, to bring it back and to give it directly to you. You don't have to go anywhere. You don't have to pay anything either. I just want to help you grow your business each day for three days. I'm going to share with you 10 ultra unique creative ways to attract dream clients to your photography business without spending a bunch of money. I'm calling this thing the three day client blitz and it is pure gold for three days. I'm going to give you so many creative ideas to get clients in your business right now. Just go to sixfigurephotography.com forward slash blitz six S I X six figure photography.com forward slash blitz b l i t z i can't wait to give you some incredible ideas you're listening to the six figure photography podcast with ben hartley where you get the positive energy you need to help you grow your business your relationships and your mindset if you need the show notes or want to check out the latest blog post visit sixfigurephotography.com Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Six Figure Photography Podcast. I'm your host, Ben Hartley. Thank you so much for being here with me today. The purpose of the podcast is to help you grow your business, to help you win more inquiries, maximize your profits, and break through your limiting beliefs. Today, I got Sean Brown, and we're going to talk all about winning more inquiries, really focusing in on social media, the social media messaging, and and how you can use this to attract uh, leads right into your brand. A bit about Sean Brown. Uh, Sean, this is not his his debut experience on the podcast. He's been back before. I'll share that episode out in just a little bit. Uh, but a bit about Sean. So Sean Brown is a high school senior photographer who never thought he'd be a photographer. Uh, he went to college with the intention to be a cardiologist, and he gave it all up to pursue this dream of having the freedom to live the life he wanted through photography. Uh, and he hasn't looked back since. Uh, Sean has been named one of the top 100 high school senior photographers in the nation by Senior Style Guide magazine, uh, one of the top 25 up-and-coming senior photographers by the 12th, uh, by the 12th year in modern teen style magazine. <laughs> Uh, he loves helping photographers. He's got his own show as well as own podcast. We're going to start by sharing a little bit about that. Sean Brown, welcome to the show. How are you? I'm doing well. Thank you so much for having me on again and excited to uh, be a part of the Six Figure Photography Podcast again. Yeah, for sure. So uh, before we before we get any further than this, so um, since the last time you've been on, you've started your own podcast. Would you like to share a little bit about um, the podcast that you have? Yeah, totally. So I didn't think I was going to be podcasting much like the photography thing. So I seem to just kind of stumble into these kinds of things and not really much. Uh, I think it's kind of that leap of faith where it's like, all right, I guess, I guess we're doing this. But I uh, started out in, er- I guess, late 2020, early 2021, where I put out a kind of an eight part audio series and had a lot of photographers saying, hey, can you continue to do this? And of course, it wasn't podcasting wasn't really on my radar, but decided to to take the leap. And your episode is debuting, I think, next week if you're listening to this live. So Ben's on on the show, and we got to connect and talk about chain reaction marketing, which was absolutely incredible. So make sure to tune into that episode next week. But yeah, just uh, started the shoot for success photography podcast, and it's all about how you can shoot for success and grow your business and like we're talking about today, ultimately get more leads and convert them into those booked paid clients that hopefully 
keep those referrals coming in and keeping you busy. Love it, man. Yeah. So uh, we had the chance to have you on last year, episode 137. If anybody who is listening to the podcast right now, episode 137 of the Six Figure Photography Podcast, Sean was back on. Uh, We talked about how to break into senior photography. Um, Incredible episode. And so today we're going to be talking a bit more about social media marketing, uh, social media messaging, really. And I think this applies, uh, the conversation we'll have is going to be beyond just senior photography. I think this is a conversation for just about any photographer, portrait, wedding, boudoir, families, seniors. I think there's application across the board and really getting into how to dial in your messaging to attract clients through social media. And so, Sean, as we're getting into this, um, I want to just get a little bit more of a backstory, a little bit more of an understanding of how you built your business up to the point that, again, in the top 100 high school senior photographers, um, top 25 as well. Um, what did that journey look like, uh, even from a time uh, stamp standpoint? I'm, I'm really curious. What was the duration to get there? And by the way, this isn't... Um, I, I want to give a, a, a caveat here. I don't know if a caveat is the right word, but like... I, um, sometimes I see these, these photographers and you may be one of them, by the way, who are just like, you started your business and like within the first year you were in the top 100, you know what I mean? It's like these, yeah. they just catapult to success. I, I just want to acknowledge that like, um, man, uh, that doesn't have to be how it always works out. So tell me a bit about your journey. Yeah, well, I definitely was not one of those where a year in all of a sudden <laughs> you're you're hitting those accolades like you mentioned or anything like that. So if you're not one of those photographers, I'm I'm with you on that because I definitely wasn't that. And I really kind of I fell into photography. Uh, that's kind of the long story short where I never thought I was going to be a photographer and started out just having a camera. I love to travel, love to take landscape photos. That was kind of like my souvenir. So I was rocking that you know, Canon Rebel T3i, which I'm sure a lot of you guys started on. That's what's in my photo booth right now. (laughs) Yeah. It's like the go-to like starter camera. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Ended up doing that. And it just kind of stumbled upon where one of my brother's friends was graduating and asked, Hey, can you take my senior portraits? And of course I knew nothing about photography. And I read and, you know, probably it was like an F stoppers article or something like that. If you want good photos, just shoot your aperture wide open. So starting out, shot everything on a 51.4. And what they didn't mention in the article is it's really tough to nail focus at 1.4. <laughs> and so probably two Especially out of with every... that kit, that like yeah. 1.8, you know, whatever. So it, it was like two out of every 20 photos was probably actually in focus and delivered it to the client, but it wasn't the best photo session I ever shot. But what I did love about it was the energy and the excitement that seniors brought to it. And so I tried my hand at shooting second shooting weddings, Turned out that wasn't for me. Uh, props to all you wedding photographers out there because you guys have incredible vision and eye, which I frankly don't have in weddings. Tried families, didn't work out on that. And I said, all right, let's just stick with the whole senior thing. Mm. And so I ended up specializing in seniors. And I think that was the, one of the best things that I could have ever done for my business is really niche down and identify. And we'll talk about this a little bit in the messaging too. identify that audience that I really wanted to go after. And one of the things that I realized was there were a lot of photographers out there. I remember a business mentor telling this to me. There are a lot of really 
really awesome photographers that don't have a successful business because they don't take the business part of it seriously. Mm. And there are a lot of, you know, good, okay photographers that really nail down that business side and have immensely successful businesses. And so I really focused in on that with social media marketing, branding, um, marketing as a whole, client experience, all those things. And after, you know, four or five, uh, probably like three, four years of struggling of really not knowing what to do, lots of long nights of sleeping and basically putting in 18, 20 hour days sometimes just to put everything together, finally had something click, which we'll talk about a little bit in that client journey, which is still the marketing strategy that I use today. Um, and, you know, fast forward eight and a half, nine years later, over, you know, probably 400 seniors later as well, we're here and I'm on the Six Figure Photography Podcast with you, Ben. Yeah. Love it, man. That's awesome. Well, let's talk a little bit about this client journey and um, the messaging maybe around the client journey. So we, we've kind of brought up this term about social media messaging. Can, can you give a little bit of an idea of like, what, what do you mean when you say social media messaging? Yeah. Well, one of the things and what I think photographers have been told too, which, you know, has some half truth in it is the more that you are on social, the more bookings that you're going to get. And one of the things is that that's only really half the story where if you're not doing the right steps, if you're not messaging, if you're not talking to your audience correctly, well, what ends up happening is that if you are just posting and everything like that, well, that's kind of what everyone else is doing as well. That's kind of what all the photographers around you are doing. And so there's no differentiation between you and the photographer down the street. And so if all that's happening is you guys are just posting sneak peek after sneak peek without any messaging behind it, without talking to your client, without telling them how you're different, without telling them how this is actually going to benefit them in the grand scheme of things, you know, what do you, what are your portraits going to do that's any different than the person down the street? Well, what happens is you kind of just are creating a bunch of noise without any uh, way of standing out is kind of the lack of, of putting that out there. And so one of the things that I kind of identified early on is rather than, uh, you know, kind of swimming with the stream, going against it is actually the best way to stand out. It's also the most uncomfortable way because you feel like you're not doing what everyone else is and it feels kind of awkward at first. But once you establish, okay, what am I doing that's different? How am I going to swim against the stream? How am I going to tell my prospective clients about what I'm doing that's different than the photographer down the road? That kind of shaped the client journey. And what the client journey is really designed to do is to essentially tell how you're different while also simultaneously overcoming objections that potential clients have. And once you solve those potential objections, instead of you relying on your price your convenience. So, you know, how quickly or um, soon can you get them, your prospective clients on the schedule with you? Or it just comes down to, you know, them choosing another option or going with the cheapest option in kind of the grand scheme of things. And once I identified that if you don't stand out, that kind of is the end result. I realized that was a race to the bottom. That's kind of the worst thing that we can possibly do as photographers, because it's not very sustainable. And that kind of shaped the client journey. So hopefully that kind of gives you an understanding of why that client journey came into place and um, kind of what it's intended to do a little bit. So I, I want you to, I'm going to try to restate what you just said, and then I want you to tell me how far off I am. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Just to make sure that I've got it. Uh, and then I'd love to try to understand some steps that maybe the listeners could take yeah, the actual stuff. to yeah, to really work through their own messaging. So I heard you say this, I heard you say, 
um, that social media messaging and, and the client journey that that the messaging is designed to express to your client how you're different from everybody else, right? At the same time, while overcoming the objections that that they might have along the way, is that accurate? Absolutely. Yeah. What did I miss? Not much. Yes. You simplified it way better. There no, this go. is good. I, <laughs> I sometimes I find it helpful to try to just explain what I heard, and then we can correct it from there. So then, for someone listening, how do how man? I just I mean, listen. I get a chance to talk to photographers time and time again about the target client and your your unique selling proposition and how how you're differentiated in the market. And I just think that um, it's such a frustrating thing for so many people because so many photographers look at what they do and they say, well, but I'm not any different. What I do is it looks good and uh, and it's a great experience, but I don't know how that's any different from somebody else's work who looks good. And I know they're a nice person, so I bet they have a nice experience. Um, do you relate to that objection from photographers in terms of trying to figure out this messaging? Totally. Yeah. And what I think you hit it right on the head is photographers saying, but I'm not any different. Like mm. we all do the same thing. And my first question to them is, okay, well, how well is that photographer communicating what they do? Because I think as photographers, what we do is we almost have like this inherent understanding of what occurs during the portrait session, after the portrait session. And we have to remember, especially in the senior market, in the wedding market, unless they've maybe been like a bridesmaid at another wedding and had like a you know, almost like hands, hands in the wedding, doing the, the planning and all that stuff, family sessions, those sorts of things. This might be their first time ever experiencing professional portraits. Or what's happened is they've had their friends say, oh my goodness, we had the best photographer ever. We went out to the location. It was like a 45 minute shoot. They handed us all the, di- you know, the disc of images back in the day, or they sent us the digital download. And then all of a sudden that client or that prospective client that may want to book with you has an understanding that all photographers shoot for 45 minutes to an hour, send you a a gallery of digital downloads and that's it. Right. And so now what we've done is we have in, we've kind of tied what we do up to whatever their preconceived notions are about photography and the professional photography experience that they may be wanting. And so what we as photographers need to do is it's not necessarily saying, hey, we're the same or we do the exact same things and we're not any different, but how well can we communicate what we do? And if another photographer is doing that, well, all we need to do is point out how we're different or use our client's own language in our marketing, because the more we can use the client's own language, and we can dive into that a little bit about messaging, the more that we're going to appeal to them. So for instance, uh, let's say that in the senior photography world, it's very common to do professional hair and makeup. Hmm. So one of the things that we may do is we may say, well, so-and-so photographer down the road also does professional hair and makeup. Okay. How, how well are they communicating that to their audience, to their social media followers, to their inquiries, to their leads? How well are you doing that to your own? Cause if you don't do it at all, they're just going to assume you don't even do that. Right. If we don't <laughs> put it out there, if we don't sell for ourselves, and then we may say, well, we both do that. Okay. In our messaging, how can we how can we frame that hair and makeup experience and go even deeper? It's kind of like peeling back the layers of an onion. So that outer layer of the onion is is hair and makeup. 
what does that hair and makeup actually do for the client, right? We have to ask ourselves the question, why are we offering professional hair and makeup? Um, and one of the, my favorite things to do is I ask photographers, I say, okay, so you offer professional hair and makeup. What benefit does that serve your clients? I'm just giving one example. You can apply this sure. to, you know, any, anything that you do, any of the, you know, USPs or any unique selling propositions or value props or anything like that. And then what we want to do is say, okay, well, the benefit of the hair and makeup, we, my clients or my prospective clients have told me that they want to look like themselves. And so we can say, we offer professional hair and makeup with a talented team of makeup artists that know exactly what they're doing so that you can walk out of that hair and makeup session, knowing that you will look exactly how you want in your senior photos. And -hmm. we can go even a layer deeper. We can say, okay, well, we hear that they want, um, you know, they don't want to stress about hair and makeup before the shoot. We offer professional complimentary hair and makeup with every single senior session so that you do not have to stress and worry about looking perfect and ready for your senior photos. We take care of all that for you, right? That's built into our messaging. So it's surrounding, you know, we do the exact same thing, but if we're communicating exactly why we offer that service and the other photographer isn't, the messaging is what provides that differentiating factor because we all have different reasons for doing what we do. And some of the reasons might be the same, but how well is that other photographer? How well are you communicating? that to your clients. And hopefully that's not too complicated. Maybe Ben wants to simplify that a little bit. For the <laughs> no, no, no. And by the way, any of the simplification is just my own brain. I'm like, I, I've got to like wrap my head around it. Um, I love this. When you were sharing this, it reminds me a little bit of, you know, the imposter syndrome shows up in a few different ways. And one of the ways that I've noticed that it shows up is when we do something so well. And so um, it's just a part of us. It's like, well, yeah, I just like, I, I go and I photograph the weddings and I make everything look incredible. And um, it, it's kind of like second nature. Right. And, and so because I just wake up and I, I know how to do it so well, like um, it feels like it's nothing unique. It's nothing special. It's nothing new. I think we, oftentimes we rob ourselves of exactly like what it is that we're doing. Like, yeah, you may love it. You may be like really damn good at it. And it's like not a chore at all, but, um, you've learned this. You didn't, Oh, it wasn't always like this, you know? And, um, and so that was something that came up as, as you were sharing. And then the other thing that came up is how often we actually need to just share what it is that we're not only what we're doing, but what the client is receiving and what they're avoiding. Um, it reminds me of actually whenever I'm on social media, right? And I'm making reels. I, I've been doing a lot of reels these days, <laughs> Which are Sean. Awesome, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. It's been a lot of fun. But I always have to remind myself. Uh, at the end, I, every time I make a reel, I'm like, I don't need to make a call to action. Like, I don't need to say like, follow me if you want more because duh, of course they'll follow me if they want more, but it's insane. If I don't say, follow me for more versus when I do say it, even though it's something that I think is common sense, right? The response is dramatically different. And so in the same way in our messaging, we need to tell our clients, like, this is what you're going to get. This is how you're going to feel. This is going to be the benefit in your life. And I know it feels so like, well, yeah, of course they're going to get all those things. Of course they're going to feel their best. Of course they're going to look great for their senior pictures. And it almost feels like a little uh, silly. It's so needed, especially like you're saying, to position yourself and to separate um, from everyone else who's, who's maybe not saying it either. Uh, and, and then you're just stuck comparing an image to an image. Well, um, 
Yeah. And, and exactly, you know, kind of what you said, that is another thing is if we're not telling our clients what the direct benefit is that they are going to receive, what they're going to do is they're going to put their own answer in place. Yes. And so I would much rather tell them exactly what's going to happen, what they're going to receive, than leaving it up to the off chance of them saying, or, you know, saying, oh, that's not going to happen. You know, that's, that might work for other people, but it's not going to work for me, or I'm not going to receive the same benefit. They've kind of put their own answer and they let those self doubts or those objections, those, you know, okay, you know, what if I don't look good in my hair and makeup, right? We offer professional hair and makeup so that you look exactly how you want to look and you Mm -hmm. do not have to worry about, you know, um, being overdone or looking um, overly Photoshopped, you know, when it comes to editing and stuff like that, you fill in the answer that they want and you're going to be much more successful doing that in your messaging. I think that's an aspect that photographers leave out is they say, here's what I offer and leave that benefit kind of piece hanging off where they don't always include that Mm -hmm. and say, well, exactly what you said, the clients know what they're going to get, right? But we don't want to leave that up to the chance that they say, well, I I, no, I've heard bad things about, you know, hair and makeup or uh, I just need the digital images or whatever, you know, those objections that they have. If you fill in that benefit and that kind of what they're going to receive at the end of the day, you're going to be a lot more successful, a lot more impactful with your messaging. And again, this goes right back to the imposter syndrome thing. Like we think they all know, but y'all, they, you're like biased, you know, cause you've been in this industry. A lot of times, uh, photography, uh, clients are first time buyers. I imagine for a senior photographer, first time buyer, wedding photography, first time buyer for many, um, maternity family, newborns, even first time buyers there. Obviously there can be repeats, but they, they don't know what the process is, let alone what they're going to get. And so this actually ties in the messaging and what you're communicating here. This could also go into the actual, uh, like you're saying with the hair and makeup, but the process and the experience, letting people know step-by-step this is what the process is going to look like and how it's different. Um, I uh, We built our home here in Ohio uh, about five years ago. We had it on a, a patio out back. And just to connect this, uh, the messaging conversation, listen, I was a first time patio buyer. I've never poured cement. I've never hired some company to pour cement. And so I don't know, I'm out there. I'm just like getting quotes left, right and center. And I think ultimately pouring cement, I imagine is largely like a very similar process, right? But I kept getting all these quotes. That's like, hey, we're going to pour you a 12 by 24 stamped uh, concrete patio and it's going to be X amount of money. They told me exactly what you're going to get. Hey, you're going to get a two-hour senior session with all the digitals. Hey, you're going to get an eight-hour wedding uh, with an album, right? But then there was one company that reached out to me and they said, hey, this is what you're going to get. You're going to get a 10 by 24 patio. Uh, The first step is we're going to lift out all the grass and set it aside for you to transplant any, uh, patch any holes that you have in your yard. The second step is we're going to dig down three inches and then remove that topsoil so that way and take it out uh, so you don't have to deal with it. Third step is we're going to lay out a wire mesh down that's going to prevent any sort of cracking or shifting of the... Anyway, they laid out step by step by step, but it made the decision to say yes uh, so much easier. And it separated them from everybody else because I got to see like, okay, yeah, 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 that makes sense. Oh, I love that. Hell yeah. Those are my dudes. That's who I hired. And this is an opportunity that photographers have that they can flex with their messaging. A hundred percent. Yeah. And you couldn't couldn't have said it any better because essentially what the other concrete companies did is what every other photographer is doing. 
where they get the inquiry and they say, yes, just, just got somebody in my inbox or my DM. And then what they do is they say, they kind of freak out and they say, oh my goodness, I need to respond with my pricing as quickly as possible. Cause if I get that to the, you know, get that to the client as quick as possible, you know, they might book me. But what mm-hmm. we're leaving out is all of the the why behind what it is that we do, the the how we do it. And we lack that differentiation between us and the other photographers out there. And then it becomes, you know, kind of like what I said in the beginning, becomes who's the most convenient option, you know, who mm-hmm. can get them on the calendar the quickest, or, you know, it's a few weeks before a yearbook deadline or whatever, they just need a quick photo, they're going to go with the most convenient option, or they go with the cheapest option because they assume everyone else is the same. We're getting the same product in the end, which is maybe digital images. Why should we go with the more expensive option? Mm. We can just save some money going with the cheaper guy. This is great, Sean. So let's now take this idea of the client journey and the messaging that we're going to use to differentiate ourselves. Um, and let's take this over to social media. I think the conversation around client messaging, uh, you know, this is oftentimes almost isolated uh, to website, to your website copy and your advertising, social media ads, that kind of stuff. But I'd love to hear how you're taking this messaging and you're introducing it into your organic feed inside of your Instagram account. I imagine Instagram is your kind of main platform or are you elsewhere? Yeah, largely Instagram. And I've even been introducing, especially, uh, and I kind of work, you know, season weddings is probably very seasonal as well. You know, you've got your, mm-hmm, your peaks mm-hmm. and you're down. Um, and so I strategically introduce it as well in spe- specific seasons. And I've been doing more on TikTok as well, which is um, a really interesting platform because I think it combines education with entertainment in a really interesting way that other platforms just haven't necessarily hit on yet. Mm. So TikTok and Instagram. So when thinking through the content that you're going to put up, um, what do you typically see from other photographers and how are you doing something different? Yeah. Well, I think that 99%, you know, it's probably more or less whatever it is, but a large majority of photographers go to Instagram and they, they think to themselves, if I am wanting, if I want to book clients, I just need to shoot the best images out there. And if I shoot better images, more clients are going to come. And I think that's one of the really common misbeliefs that that actually works because what happens is if we're doing that, it's all kind of the same. So the first kind of thing that I see a lot of photographers doing is just posting beautiful sneak peek after beautiful sneak peek, Mm -hmm. right? There's no, there's nothing else in their feed. They don't go into what it is that they offer. They don't go into uh, who they are. That's one of the most common objections that I've found that seniors had where, um, and we can talk about the, how this ties into the shift to video, especially with uh, the changes to Instagram, but also with generation Z. So you guys are going to start getting those in the wedding industry as well as, as they start aging up and how they're more inclined to want to interact with a personal brand, to have a really strong connection with who it is that they're hiring. And one of the things that I often see photographers lacking in their feed is, they don't, they don't break down what it is that they do or how they do it. And they don't break down who they are and what it's like to actually work with them as a, as a photographer. Cause this is a very emotional and very uh, important milestone that they want in their life. And they want to make sure that it's being documented by somebody that they trust and that they know. So then 
what are some of the forms of content? You mentioned video here a little bit, but I'd love to hear what are the forms of content that you're using? And even just like, I don't know if you're up for giving just like a content dump of ideas, a brainstorm of yeah. like ways that you can communicate your messaging. You can communicate your process. Uh, you can communicate how you're different from other people um, using different forms of content, different ideas, things that you've seen work for yourself or maybe others. Yeah, yeah totally. So let's do, um, for instance, product. So as a photographer, one of the things that a lot of photographers do is they just give the the digital images away. Um, and so one of the things, and this is primarily in the senior market. So, you know, in the wedding market, you obviously have albums and stuff like that, but digital delivery is the most common form of product that are delivered, you know, mm-hmm. the intangibles, but if we can get to the tangible products. So as, I'm just going to use that as, a, as an example, the albums, the, you know, image boxes, the wall art, anything like that. For instance, what we want to do is we want to say, okay, well, how can we showcase that as part of our client journey, right? The, the image premiere where we sit down, if you do in-person sales together, the, uh, the delivery of the products where you actually meet up with your client and actually give them the images, uh, everything from designing the products, how can we incorporate and basically get to a point where clients that don't, you know, prospective clients, followers that don't even book us, how can they know exactly what it is that we do? So that when they get to their senior session, they know exactly what to expect and what is included with their level, with their experience. And so how that might look in the client journey is, yeah, that's just, you know, one portion of it. So we might just say, okay, well, we'll just post a behind the scenes Instagram story of, you know, the, the design or anything like that. But how can we take that and say, okay, let's turn that into an Instagram post. Let's say, um, here's a, a swipe through of exactly what happens after the session. Here's an exact swipe through of what we do when you come to the studio. So I posted this, you know, probably a month or two ago, maybe three at this point. And basically it was when clients were booking their senior photographer, a swipe through of the studio and it showcasing exactly what it is step-by-step that we do. On my website, there's a session timeline so that when they kind of, you get their interest on Instagram, they go to your website, a session timeline showing them that we meet in person and design all of their photos together. Maybe what we do is we pair that with uh, an Instagram story of them actually receiving the products, that emotional kind of element of it. Maybe we do a TikTok or a Reels showing that um, here's what an album looks like and here's exactly, you know, how we design this and um, all of their photos come in there so you don't have to leave any of their, their photos out. Maybe we do a swipe through again on Instagram or Facebook explaining what it is that these products, how they ben- what these products are and how they benefit that client. Um, and then maybe what we do is we also do uh, a YouTube, which I did a studio tour of uh, on YouTube and showcase exactly what it is that that studio environment is. So those are like four or five different platforms that you can hit on and introduce the same element, which is the in-person sales session or the, the product and the physical tangible products. And now what we've done is we've built messaging on a couple different platforms in a couple different ways that hit on different elements of that. And if we can do that over and over consistently, that's what's going to essentially bring that brand message around. Okay, here it is, why it is that we do what we do. Here's how it benefits you. And soon enough, what's going to happen is you're going to attract clients that want that experience, that want to go kind of a step above from another photographer that maybe doesn't offer that similar experience. 
It's awesome. When you say swipe through, just to be clear, do you mean a, like carousel, a carousel post? Yeah, okay, like a cool. carousel post. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. I just want to kind of be, be clear about that. So you've mentioned uh, you've mentioned video. Um, in that example, you gave a swipe through and, and you did mention YouTube. Um, and so it, how important is the video component of this? Yeah, I think that the video component is huge. And especially if photographers at the time of us recording this are kind of in, you may have seen in your group, kind of in freak out mode a little bit where they're hearing about Instagram and they're like, oh my gosh, it's Instagram isn't going to be a photo sharing app anymore. And what Instagram said isn't anything different than what Instagram has really been doing over the years, if you think about it, right? What is in, What did Instagram prioritize 2018 when they launched, in 2017, 2018? What did they prioritize really heavily in Facebook feeds and Instagram feeds? They really prioritized IGTV. If you were producing IGTV at that time, they disproportionately pushed that in their feed. What mm. did they do when they launched Instagram stories? those who were posting Instagram stories disproportionately indexed in the algorithm and were much more likely to be seen by their followers. Same thing is happening for reels right now. What do all of those have in common? They're all video based. And so Instagram isn't really doing anything different than what Instagram has been doing over the years. They're just going to shift into it being a little bit more predominant. And when you do do video, uh, you know, do do, but uh, when you do do video, um, you now all of a sudden have a much more leverage impact on the algorithm. You're more likely to show up to, to followers. And then the biggest thing that I was hearing that I kind of alluded to was I sat down with some seniors and their friends. And the number one thing that I was hearing from them is they loved, and these are seniors that had booked with me and they brought their friends that either hadn't booked yet or were planning on booking or had already booked another photographer. I wanted to get outside um, kind of uh, responses from individuals who weren't a part of that, that senior environment from me. And what I was hearing was they loved the images. They knew that their friends loved their images. So we kind of had um, you know, the idea that better photos book clients. And we had the one of the other ideas, which is word of mouth is really effective. And that's all we really need. So we had both the good images and we had the word of mouth. But what the one thing was that I was missing is they said, we don't know what you're like. We want to know a little bit about who you are, who the person behind the camera is. And you actually do a really phenomenal job with it. Uh, through TikTok and Reels and your live video, uh, you know, your video responses and stuff mm -hmm. like that, you make a really good effort to connect with potential clients and allow them to get to know you. And one of the things I see photographers missing is they say, well, I don't, you know, it's kind of scary to get in front of the camera. And they're like, I mm -hmm. don't want to do that. But when I started vlogging in long form content, this was like basically session behind the scenes kind of taking a, a videographer with me on the location, showing how I interact with the senior, expressing my personality a little bit more. And in that long form content, allowing them to get to know me a little bit deeper and what it is to have a, a photo session with me, inquiries, bookings skyrocketed. Mm -hmm. And this was, I uh, started a couple of years ago. So this is like kind of our, our third season of the vlog. Um, and each year it's been more and more bookings and more and more inquiries. And I do think that it's a really strong result of showing up more, um, more of who you are at, in video format. Cause I think it's the most effective medium to communicate your personal brand. To anyone who's 
panicked about this right now. I want to encourage people that there was a day and age that to be on video meant to be polished on video and to be anything less than that would have been viewed as like, uh, they didn't quite cut it or like, oh, that's maybe, I don't know if embarrassing is the right word or low production value. And um, the expectation was everything had to have that nice polish on it. And um, we've, we've really come a very full circle here where to, to the point that even to this day, when something has too much polish on it, I don't trust it. Y'all this is like, uh, I want to encourage you that like the type of video that even Sean's talking about, like it's, 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 uh, I don't know if basics the right word, but it's like, like for me, even like vertical iPhone videos, but let's talk even about like uh, testimonials. I would much rather have someone hold a shaky camera with their phone and record a vertical video of just being like, uh, so yeah, I worked with Sean Brown and it was uh, it was awesome. It was everything that I hoped it would be and share a really kind of rough testimonial than like a studio sit down 5D Mark IV, <laughs> mic'd up, lit. It's just going to come across disingenuous. And so even as you're thinking about what that looks like, I want you to take whatever expectation you have that you've put on yourself, the video production, whatever it is. And I want you to just bring it all the way down that people want to see you. They want to see your flaws. They want to see your heart. They want to see your vulnerability. They want to see you just like show up with all of your messiness and be okay with it. Because to them, it means that they can maybe be okay in front of your camera too, right? Because we're all messed up, broken, flawed. <laughs> and so um, I just want to encourage you guys with that right now. Like that's that's what it takes. It t- takes just like showing up. Um, I love that, Sean. When if we take a, yeah, if we even break that down a little bit further of what you just said, the whole purpose of the vlog video format is to do exactly that because generation Z, they want that authenticity and guess what they've grown up with. They didn't grow up with Hollywood. They grew Mm. up with YouTube and is YouTube always polished and perfect. (laughs) Far from it. Right. Mm -hmm. What's the, probably the number one video on YouTube. I, I would imagine is probably some funny video where people are goofing off or doing something like that. And it's not the polished videos that you would see coming out of Hollywood. And that's what this generation wants. And that's what they know. And it kind of, you know, like exactly what you said, you're almost like skeptical of something that if it's too polished, where you're almost like, okay, this is disingenuous. It Mm. almost is like the more raw the content is, it almost translates to like the more authentic and the more like real that person actually is. Yeah. To your point, um, just to share this, uh, again, so this interview is being broadcast as a live video inside my mastermind group, um, but I just want to share my screen real quick here um, because as I do, I've got the Instagram feed pulled up and I just wanted to show people, you know, when it comes to Instagram, uh, this is on desktop here, but they're, they're giving anytime a video pops into the feed, four times the amount of space. I'm just in the search here. As I scroll down, even carousel posts, carousel posts are doing incredible, right? It's like carousel, 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 carousel. Video, video takes up, gets four times the amount of real estate uh, as, as anything else. And on mobile, it'll, it'll hop between like four and then you'll get a vertical one that'll just be twice as much. It's, it's insane though, the amount of, uh, attention that they're prioritizing the video. I just wanted to share that. Yeah. Um, so Sean, 
Um, this is great. We've got content. We've got clear messaging in the content. I'm, I'm curious if maybe we could end this episode chatting briefly about how do we get visitors to the content and, and maybe specifically for you, um, if there's any intentional efforts that you're doing to attract people, new followers in. I know that with carousel posts and with your, your standard imagery, like it's really great value for the people who already follow you. Do you have any certain, uh, maybe we'll just go ahead and we'll call it tactics. You know, just like really just like straightforward. These are some tactics that I use to try to reach new followers, new people who have no exposure to my brand. Or for you being senior photography, is it mostly off screen and people being, you know, talking about you there and then coming back into the Instagram platform? Yeah. So let's break down. Um, can we do a paid and then a free version of that? Like two tactics? Sure. Sure. It sounds yeah. good to me. So for the free one, um, especially in, I would say like senior family, even wedding photography to an extent too, um, finding individuals who are uh, quote unquote micro influencers in your perspective market hmm. is one of the best ways to do it. Because one of the things that we've been seeing with Instagram, with Facebook, if you guys, you know, owned a Facebook business page seven, eight years ago, you saw that your organic reach, this is unpaid reach. So people just finding out about your page, liking it, following it, continuing to see what they actually, you know, follow the page to see. Um, you're seeing a lot less businesses and uh, larger creators. Uh, you know, you can think about any influencer. So Kylie, you know, Kylie Jenner or anybody who you may follow are not seeing as many people actually see their posts. So we kind of have this issue of we're posting the content, but not everybody's actually seeing that content. When you're right, our reach is going down. There are fewer and fewer eyeballs on our work. And one of the things that that hasn't really hit yet are the personal pages, the pages. And when I say personal, this isn't uh, Instagram smart enough to know if you're a business on a personal page, right? Like they have enough data to know, okay, you're, you're a business, like you're linked up with a website and that sort of thing. You're probably linking to, you're probably a business page. So even if you say, oh, I'll just avoid that by being a personal page, I think Instagram's smart enough to know you're still a business. But what I mean by personal pages, who are the, the clients that you're photographing? Who are the individuals in the high schools? Who are um, people in the community that have a, a large following? You know, um, we look at for seniors, individuals who have maybe a thousand or 2000 followers, or maybe if you are a wedding photographer, there's a, a blogger in your in your area. And what you can do, a blogger in your area that maybe has a large following and really good engagement where people are, are tuning in to actually see what it is that they're creating um, or what it is that they're posting. And what we can do is one of the most uh, effective ways is going to those individuals, setting up some sort of like model shoot or a test shoot or something like that, just getting content for them to then post on their feed, which drives people back to your brand, which builds brand awareness. And that's like completely free. You're out a little bit of time. You're out a little bit of effort and energy, but all of a sudden you are now reaching a, a really large audience in that area that you want to be in. And if, if you're aligned with your target audience, where if you're a, you know, a senior photographer, you don't want to go to a blogger because probably not a whole lot of high schoolers are necessarily following them, but that blogger might be mid mid twenties, early thirties, and they may have a large audience of individuals who are going to be getting married all of a sudden finding out about you doing like a style shoot with them or something like that. And then the second one is, is paid, which is I continually have 
Facebook ads running to my brand. And rather than how you think about Facebook ads, I think a lot of people hear Facebook ad and they think call to action, book now, save 25% if you book in the next, you know, week, uh, free session, et cetera, like that. What I'm doing is I'm running what I call video engagement ads, which is it's literally video broadcast to my specific market. So it's in my area. So I'm not marketing in, uh, you know, Arizona or something like that. I see that's another mistake photographers make is not making their location correct. You go to the profile and all of a sudden it's like, well, I'm not in, I'm not in Michigan. I'm not going to book this photographer, right? So marketing in your area to clients who have similar interests. So if you are a photographer who cares about fashion or anything like that in the senior market, uh, if you shoot a boho style, targeting people that have interests with free people and anthropology, for instance, like those clothing stores. And then having a video, uh, 30, I've tried long form, I tried short form, 30 second video or so. And basically it just is a quick grab their attention and introduce them to your brand a little bit. And those are really, really cheap to run. Uh, what you do is you can optimize for, it's called a through play campaign and basically optimize for people that watch. I think it's uh, 15 seconds is how they define. 15 play. seconds is a through yeah. play. Yep. And what you can do is you're basically paying pennies to get these views. And so you can reach a very, very large audience that um, over time, what you do is if you run these different campaigns, different through plays, then what you can do is you can start getting really specific with your marketing and even introduce other ads and solve another issue that you've created. So uh, for one, I, I really like my, my shopping guide for seniors. So what I can do is I have an ad where they basically see the through play video campaign. They watch enough of that. And anyone who has watched enough of it, you can kind of say, okay, they're somewhat interested in what I do. I have another ad that runs to an email or offer. And then what's happening is now you're getting them into your email funnel where you can build trust. You can drive them to different platforms, YouTube, Instagram, that sort of thing. Build your messaging around what you do on the email platform, as well as have them following you on social as well with call to actions like you mentioned. Um, and so that's a paid effort that really doesn't cost a whole lot. Like you can run, you can kind of hit your target market for not too much money because we're, we're almost so niche down in terms of if you're targeting your audience correctly, that you're not broadcasting to people who don't care about what you do. Um, so that's kind of like a free and paid advertising or paid and freed, paid and free marketing effort that I'm doing right now or, tactic or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. I'm a big fan of retargeting ads. Um, I teach a bit more about, uh, uh, just like what you're saying. Um, so in book solid, I, I, I don't get into a ton with cold traffic, meaning like the, the ads directly to the call to action, directly yeah. to the lead forms, all that kind of stuff. But I, I love it. I do a, a retargeting series exactly playing off of the three plays. And then after you get enough people watching that, you can then retarget those people yeah, you with your retarget those who watch the it's, it's awesome. Exactly. Yeah. And you're just war- again, it's like you're just a, you're kind of everywhere. It's like every time they open Instagram, they get a chance to see. And so you're like, you're staying front of mind, you're warming them up, you're warming them up. And then when they do get someone who says, yeah, so Sean Brown's photographing my seniors, they're like, ah, I've, I've seen that guy. And he stood out from everybody else because of his position. It's like, it's dude. Yeah, man. Freaking love it. Sean, where, uh, where can people find your podcast, uh, and find you online? Yeah. So the podcast is shoot for success photography podcast. So if you type it in, you'll see my smiling face on a yellow background. And then on Instagram, I'm most active on my own page. 
That's Sean Brown Productions. And I'm sure Ben will link it up in the show notes if you're listening to the the episode and all that stuff. But I'd love to connect. Shoot me a DM if you're tuning in live. Would love to say hello to you. Awesome. Thank you, Sean Brown. Appreciate it. I just gave you your full name, Sean Brown. <laughs> <laughs> it felt funny at the end. Thank you, Sean Brown. Sean, I really appreciate your time, your knowledge, your insight. You're such an incredible force in the, in the senior market. And so thanks for continuing to show up for this community. Appreciate you. Thank you so much for having me on, Ben podcast listeners, uh, thank you for today's episode, uh, for, for giving yourself the time uh, to, to grow and to develop your business. Uh, make sure to give Sean's podcast a listen. Uh, and I can't wait um, for... Well, actually, I'm going to be... Sean, real quick, before, do you know what episode that was, the, the one that I was going to be on? You're either 31 or 32. 31 or 32. There you go. You can <laughs> go enjoy episode 31 and or 32 of Sean's podcast. Maybe you'll get a chance to hear me on one of those. Uh, otherwise, you guys, I'll see you in the next episode of the Six Figure Photography Podcast. Keep showing up.